we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our um, dedicated study regarding these whole end-time disclosure events and wickedness increasing. Um, <clears throat> after this, I, I gave some of my the teachings I've done because if this is new to you, you may want to go back and revisit some of my older teachings so you can understand, you know, a lot of other different aspects of what we're covering today. This one I did on May 12th of 2013 was, is entitled Eminent ET Disclosure in World Government. Um, just the table of contents. I'm just going to read you some of those. Paul Heller, former Minister of National Defense of Canada, says two living ETs are working with the U.S. government. He's a former Minister of National Defense of Canada saying this. Okay? And then the next one, ETs are here and the White House knows it, says actual former U.S. Senator. Then UFOs disabling nuclear missiles, says former Senator. Um, in a veteran's testimony, says veteran's testimony is a smoking gun confirming a U.S. government cover-up. And then CIA official breaks silence on extraterrestrials. And then Eisenhower threatened to invade Area 51. Former U.S. Congress members here in testimony. And then my teaching I did entitled Strong Delusion, ETs, Aliens, UFOs, Nephilim, Project Blue Beam, and the Grenada Treaty. So, um, and then Alien Human Exchange Program is real. Citizens Hearing on Alien Disclosure, Satan's Agenda for Disclosure. Um, a lot of these are, are teachings that I've done. The UFO, Alien Phenomenon, the, the Next Great Challenge for the Church. Those are all studies I've done. If you click on this link or this PDF, it'll take you to those as well. Then, here's another one, I've, another study I've done. Vatican easing humanity toward alien disclosure. This is from 2008, May 25th. And I'm just going to read you the... Um, and this was back in 2008. Okay, so we're seven years later, over seven years later. And this is what they were saying back then. Vatican chief astronomer, Father Jose Funes made news by saying, quote, just as we consider creatures as earthly creatures as a brother and sister, of course I don't consider her a cockroach, my brother and sister, anyway, he says, why should we not talk about an extraterrestrial brother? The statements by Funes are the latest in a string of recent comments by Vatican astronomers confirming a belief that discovery may be made in the very near future of alien life. In asking whether little green men might be guilty of original sin, the Catholic theologian said that he was sure that if aliens needed redemption, they, in some way, would have the chance to enjoy God's mercy. No, the only thing they're going to enjoy is the lake of fire. That's the only thing they're going to have a chance for. Okay? Because they're abominations and they were from the very beginning. Vatican astronomer Guy Consomagno was more explicit. And he said, there's no problem in getting the Son of God to every planet with the ETs. Oh, really? Because as Christians accept every Sunday during the holy, unholy Eucharist, the unholy Catholic Eucharist, that, quote, Christ is truly physically present in a million places and sacrificed afresh a million times every day at every sacrifice of the Mass. End of quote. I put in the afresh part, but that's what he meant. Christ crucified afresh, dying continually over and over again, millions of places across the, the planet, every time they have Catholic Mass. What a, what blasphemy. 
when Christ died on the cross and said it was finished, it was finished. He's not continually re-crucified on the cross, you fork-tongued devil. But that's what Catholics believe. Through the process of transubstantiation, they believe that the priest has the literal power to turn the Catholic communion host and the wine into the literal, not figurative, literal body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they have this power, like a magician would, to do this. And to re-sacrifice Jesus Christ afresh on the cross. To pay for your sins afresh. Every time you go to Mass. That's what they believe. So it's no problem to get the Son of God to every planet with the ETs. In their eyes. Because that's what they do with, with the Mass. every every They re-sacrifice them. So Catholic theology really works, fits into this well. So he also tackled the subject in a 50-page booklet called Intelligent Life in the Universe. Approximately seven years ago, Monsignor Corraldo Balducci made similar news when he said ETs were actually already interacting with Earth and that some of the Vatican leaders were aware of it. Before his death in 1999, Maverick Catholic theologian Father Malachi Martin hinted at such information more than once. Some perceived this as a careful doctrinal unveiling over the last 24 months. And I wrote this and I did this teaching in 2008. And this is just what had been said in the last 24 months. And that was seven years ago. Um, so, they're saying that this is a deliberate effort by church officials to warm up the laity to ET disclosure. There's no doubt we are, we are in a threshold of deception. Even the Catholic Church is in on the deception. Oh, they're, they're at the spear tip of the deception. As it prepares the world for alien disclosure, why is the Catholic Church pushing the ideas of aliens from another planet? The Nephilim are poised to return. We will also be looking at the cutting-edge article entitled Holographic Technology Takes a Huge Leap Forward, Staging the Antichrist, and that would relate to Project Bluebeam. Then we have a six-part teaching here entitled Satan's Agenda for Disclosure. If you go up there and you can disclosure, you can alien, you can UFO, and you can Nephilim, you're going to see a lot of overlap, but you're going to see so many different teachings I've done on the subject. I mean, it would keep you busy for if you just did nothing but listen to them for probably weeks as far as just trying to get through them all so that's what we're dealing with here sorry i have a leather chair so it does that anyway um now let's go forward this footage is some of the most compelling footage i've ever seen it's black portal and alien cube ufo over texas now this is just this is just what's come out in the last month or so this is one of the thousands and thousands and thousands of videos out there about this. I'm not saying they're all real. But I tell you what. Some of these newer videos are getting to the point of it's like, whoa. Whoa, that doesn't look photoshopped. That really does not look photoshopped. And then you've got multiple witnesses. And this is one of those ones where it's like pretty mind-blowing. And again, is this all part of disclosure? Is this all part of warming up humanity? Oh, I do believe it is. 
Black Portal and Alien Cube UFO over Texas. Witness breaks silence. Video and photos. Um, I give you a link to two different videos here and just some comments about the video. I, obviously, I'm not going to play the video online because you can't see it. You'd have to click on the link to understand it, but it's in the PDF. It's going to be on page 12 or 13. Special thanks to Amber, who is the, one of the two sources to get the images of this thing. This is the this is the uh, main website that reposted it, and thankfully getting it to us. Even with all of the data we've been able to gather on this sighting, there have been attacks on our footage from questionable sources, to say the least. One thing's for sure. There are some who are very worried about this footage being public, and they are fighting with all they can muster to discredit it. And then another comment read, well, if it if it is real, I re and I recon, we I reckon we are all in real trouble as that thing appears to be some kind of scout ship. And if it is, and considering it came back from a wormhole or vortex, which is in like a portal into another dimension, it is come it it's come from anywhere. It could be a precursor to some kind of alien attack. Now I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying that's what they're saying. Okay, and it does look that way. It's it's pretty crazy. And then another guy said, "Wow, mind blowing." It's, it's um, the, it's a pretty apt title for this one. The craft reminds me of the Borg cube for all the Star Trek fans out there. Yeah, it looks just like a Borg cube that comes through this thing in the sky. It's pretty insane, I have to admit. And then this one lady, her name's, uh, Beth, she says, I have lived in El Paso for the past 30 years, and I can say for a fact that this happened. I witnessed it while I was driving my car in the 375 loop, although it was somewhat covered by the clouds. Thankfully, some people caught it on camera because I really wanted to know more about what I was seeing. Thanks, guys, for reporting on this. Okay, so there's an, there's an eyewitness, not to mention the other eyewitnesses, because it was filmed from two different angles by two different people unrelated, and then we have a third one here. Okay, so, again, is it all just a big, great big hoax? Okay, then... Another guy says, can this be a blue beam project? Test of some sorts. Looks way too dense for me to be that. Meaning a holographic pro projection. It looks really real. Um, but I just wanted your input. This is one of the most compelling videos I've ever seen at any time when everyone's asking why the military buildup and the missile air defense system strategically placed all over the world by all nations. And of course, the huge order of mobile morgues just purchased by the military. Okay, I'm, I started listening to this thing again, and I'm going to go ahead and play this, at least a portion of it, so you can kind of understand who we're dealing with here. The lady that, that actually turned in the video was filmed from two different angles by two different unrelated people, but the lady that sent in the footage, the main lady, um, she works at a prominent law firm in, like, the Texas there, and that's the lady that they actually interview. I, you just don't get the impression that these people are lying about this. That, yeah, I'm, I'm an attention seeker. I'm going to get like a billion dollars. They're, they're not going to get that. They're, this is all being suppressed in the news. So I, I just kind of wanted to play this as a good, really one of the most compelling examples I've ever seen of this. Hey, what's up, guys? Tyler here with Secure Team. Thank There's a you picture of it. Unbelievable. Now on the most recent video we this posted cube. up entitled... Mind-boggling Black Portal and Alien Cube over Texas, which we published on June 29, 2015, has gotten a major response 
and an overwhelmingly positive response with almost 60,000 views in a single day, as well as reaction from multiple sources who were in El Paso that day who came to the channel to add their little tidbits of information on their sighting of this object. This is a mass sighting of this giant cube-shaped UFO that was seen in the skies over El Paso, Texas. A mass sighting, okay? I mean, this was like middle of broad daylight, people on the road. I mean, this was not something that was... You know, you could just say, oh, it's just one dude. No, it wasn't that way at all. This cube came through a dark portal in the clouds that was seen and captured on camera by multiple people, came through the portal and made its way through the clouds, and to say the least, was pretty frightening for some people. And it's just gotten an amazing response. The sources who took the images were smart enough and had the foresight to bust out the camera and try to at least get any type of image of they're showing the, the when it first came through and then they're showing then they zoom in and you can see they're literally in a neighborhood and it's cloud patterns and i mean it's just like uh, i mean it, it's some compelling footage this ufo that they could and they sent it in to a few ufo researchers and we were one of the first to pick it up and get it out there because we saw the importance in this material and in this footage to get it out to you guys. Now on the original video, one of the sources, a female who lives in El Paso, Texas, who caught an image, an up-close image uh, of this cube up close, she zoomed in on the clouds once she saw the UFO peeking through and snapped one of the best images we've seen of this cube. And we were able to get in touch with her last night and do a quick phone interview with her. We didn't want to take up too much of her time as she is a single mother who uh, happens to work for a predominant law firm in the El Paso area. But she was kind enough once we emailed her to agree to do a phone conversation. So we did the interview and uh, we'll go ahead and play that for you right now just to get her thoughts on what she saw and what happened that day. So here we go. Okay, Amber. So thank you for sitting down with me here and agreeing to do this impromptu phone interview um, and taking the time out of your day about what you saw the other day with regards to this massive-looking UFO that apparently uh, just appeared in the sky over El Paso. Is that right? Yep, that's right. It was pretty freaky, to say the least. I'm just happy to talk about it because I think it needs to be talked about. Well, now, can you tell me and the viewers who watch our YouTube channel, Secure Team, what you were doing that day and what you saw? And, of course, you can feel free to omit any sort of personal details that you don't feel comfortable talking about seeing as that this will go on the internet, uh, which of course you understand. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, as I told you in my email, I was on my way back to the office from lunch. Um, I guess I should mention that I have never been an avid UFO follower, or researcher, or anything like that. I'm a single mom, and I put most of my time into my work um, at a local attorney's office here in El Paso. So I really don't ever have the time to be online or, or to research things on this subject. Right, I understand that. So how did you find out about Secure Team? Well, after I took the uh, zoomed-in pictures of the clouds where you can see the black square, I got home and I showed the images to my son, who's 16, and a friend of his who had also seen the image told me that I should take the pictures and email it to a UFO research group or something. That was good advice right there. Good <laughs> advice. So I gave him the task of doing that, my son, and I guess he sent the image to a few online places, one of which turned out to be a secure team in your channel. So 
you guys were the only ones who took the time to really get these images out there because I had no idea that other people had even seen or taken pictures of this thing until I saw your video. Well, I'm glad that you were able, first of all, to get the image in the first place and to get it sent in. And as you said, we've also had another source who sent in a few images of this thing, and it is without a doubt the same craft. And in his images, as with yours, you can see, I don't know if you watched the video again, but you can see these same intricate designs on this craft. Uh, now, can you tell me about the feelings that you had personally when you saw this giant, you know, square-looking UFO coming through the clouds? Oh my god, it stopped me in my tracks completely. I thought my eyes might have been playing tricks on me, and I thought to myself, I better get a picture of this because no one is going to believe me right. when I tell them. They usually don't. So I zoomed in on it, and I took a picture. I wasn't sure if it was a balloon or what, but later on when I saw it up close and I showed my son, we were both just at a loss for words. And now that I think back, I remember when I first saw this thing moving through the clouds, I said... There's no way this thing is a conventional aircraft or airplane. To be honest, it looked sinister. And I also remember distinctly hearing this, like, magnetic humming sound that I swear to God emanated from this thing as it went through the clouds. It was really scary. I bet it was. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that you've taken the time to speak with us today. There's a lot of sources out there who, who haven't in the past, and I know that my viewers will appreciate the fact that you've let us in on your experience with this thing, this craft-looking square UFO, so thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. I hope you guys can figure out what this thing is. One last question before I let you go, because I know you're busy. What do you say personally uh, to the few people out there online who seem to have come out of the woodwork and attacked our recent video showing your footage and uh, called it out as a hoax? Wow, all I can say is that I was personally there. I saw this thing with my own two eyes. I personally took a picture of it. I saw it coming through the clouds. I felt this thing was present. It had a very sinister, strange feeling presence to it. And I know that other people saw it, too. So all I can say is I hope that me doing this interview can help to confirm that this did happen. Right. And no one's going to tell me different, that is for sure. Right. Well, now that we have your interview here, we can have some more data to corroborate this sighting. And, uh, Amber, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome, Tyler. All right. Well, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, so sorry about the whole um, taking the Lord's name in vain there. Um, but... Uh, there's another video you can watch, and I believe it was filmed from another from another angle, and then obviously multiple people saw it. So we've got that, and I mean, uh, that's a it's crazy. I mean, you, you have to really see it for to understand it. Then this is another one that just happened. Um, lost for words. Alien ship caught sending scouts over Florida. Must see information on the government cover up cover up an alien activity caught on tape disclosure is coming and again i do believe that this is all part of that disclosure process um and i'm just going to play some of this as well this is unreal this this footage too i mean just crazy Here we're seeing this thing up in the sky. Again, you see straight, they're on a straight, you see the, the, 
the power things go, uh, the power lines and stuff, and um, you see this these things coming out from it. This is over Florida, and it's like they're sending out scout ships or something. This main craft. It's it's not like the other one. It's not a cube. It's like a I don't know. It's like centrilical pointed up but it's like thicker than a normal rocket and then it's got something on the bottom of it and then it has these scout ships that are literally they're literally fading in and out of phase and then the whole thing disappears and i mean he's filming this in real time and i mean you can tell it's not fake it's just insane what we're seeing here and he's filming the sky now it's all gone they just disappeared and it's almost it puts you in in line of thinking of like the the ship came and then it cloaked itself like they would cloak themselves on Star Trek and stuff. That's what it looks like. It cloaked itself. And here you're seeing a close-up of it as much as close as they could get. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this is some crazy stuff. And and I do believe this is all leading up to disclosure, these types of, of events that we're probably going to see more and more. Then there was the thing that happened in uh, Florida. It was happening in my old hometown, Fort Myers, and in several other parts of the place where you're seeing these beams of light come down these shafts of light i mean like you know 50 feet wide or 100 feet wide straight down out of the sky and i mean people are filming these and getting pictures of them and they're authentic you're seeing the reflections of the beam off like people's cars who are filming it i mean it's it's some really compelling stuff and you're seeing that as well and um you know so you're seeing a lot of this the signs and line wonders and and stuff that that is really um going to be I really think a key part of the of the deception that's coming. Here's another link. Mass UFO sightings. UFO fleet over Columbus, Ohio. Military formations. That was from um, just last month, not even a month ago, 8-17-2015. So now you, you look at, then I've done, oh, I've done so many teachings on UFOs. But I give you one of them here. It's Preparation for Alien UFO Deception in High Gear. Now it's from 2011. And it's a four-part teaching. I gave you the links to that. So see, I don't have time to recover all the information we've done before, but um, I've covered this all in previous teachings. Now, various UFO quotes. This is from Lynn E. Cato of UFOs and Related Subjects. These aren't even Christians that are saying this, and they're coming to this conclusion. Lynn E. Cato, who's an expert on the subject, evidently, a, who says a large part of the available UFO literature is closely linked with mysticism and the metaphysical, meaning basically the occult it deals with subjects like mental telepathy automatic writing and invisible entities as well as phenomena like poltergeist or ghost manifestations and possession many of the ufo reports now being published in the popular press recount alleged incidents that are strikingly similar to demonic possession and psychic phenomenon and then this one is from dr pierre grin on some journal uh, page 13 and 14, he says, UFO behavior is more akin to magic than physics as we know it. The modern UFO knots and the demons of times past are probably identical. And these are unsafe people coming to this conclusion. And then we have Stupple and McCree, 1979 MUFON UFO Symposium. And they say that uh, studies of flying saucer cults repeatedly show that they are part of a larger occult social world. Because there's whole cults of, devoted to this flying saucers and stuff and the ancient astronaut stuff then we have 
John A. Keel of he wrote the book UFOs Operation Trojan Horse, page two ninety nine says the UFO manifestations seem to be by and large merely minor variations of the age old demonological phenomenon, meaning demon phenomenon, basically. And I, I do believe that I don't think any of these are saved, these people saying this, but they're basically coming to that, that conclusion there. Okay, so then we have um, a listener, um, James, and he said, people, especially pastors, need to stop resisting the overwhelming evidence of the Nephilim. I had, I had this to send to you, and, and it is very interesting. <coughs> and it's a, um, it's this serious disclosure. I don't know if you've seen this. It's a whole movie they just came out with. And it's on this little alien creature that they found in the desert. And when they do DNA analysis on it, I mean, it looks like a little gray alien with a pointed head kind of it's really little it's like five or six inches long and they do cat scans and they do all the stuff and they do dna on it and they determined that the dna is it had like a chilean mother the mother had been born in chile most likely but then the the father was unknown okay and it was alien in origin basically and so there what is that well that's a nephilim that's some type of nephilim creature hybrid creature where you have a human mother and a some type of, of, of evil entity creature, not even necessarily a fallen angel. Maybe it's, you know, the product of a fallen angel union and in producing this creature that's obviously not human, but it does have human DNA in it. And it's a whole thing. And he gives he gives a link here to this, this serious disclosure. I'm just gonna click on this real quick. Um, and the Atacama mystery, the Atacama humanoid. Here's a picture of this little abomination. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and post this picture in the, in the, uh, in the teaching here. Um, it's really nasty looking. He's got a face only a mother could love, let me tell you. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it's this little abomination of a creature. He's in a fully supine position, laying on his back, just kind of chilling out. You know, he's just chilling. And, and he's just sitting there, and he's long dead, thank God. And ugh. But it does. I mean, it looks real. It's gross. Um, and it's Stephen Greer, who's the main guy that's pushing this. And he's this New Ager guy that has probably been at the absolute spear tip of trying to get the government to push them toward disclosure. He's had conferences in washington dc at the national press club with all of these high-level astronauts basically all trying to push the government in, into disclosing um so dr stephen greer presents a workshop in london england thursday september 17th that's coming up contact disclosure in the european connection you're invited to join dr stephen greer founder the worldwide disclosure movement and ce5 initiation and creator of cirrus the historic documentary for an evening of fun, frivolity. No, I just made that part up. Anyway, um, so yeah, he's he's going around the world, kind of um, trying to um, oh push this whole thing. And I guess this is his little his little buddy linchpin, where he's trying to get everybody um, the the governments to uh, fess up to what they actually know about. Um, oh, I can't even stand to look at that thing. It's so disgusting. Um, Anyway, Stanford Re University research on this Atacana humanoid is still a mystery. This is by Stephen Greer. He's an MD. He was a, he was a MD here. He was an emergency surgeon in North Carolina. 
Um, this was from April 22nd, 2013. Anyway, I, I give you the link to it. It's in there. And if you want to um, avail yourself to that, that information. Yeah, anyway, I, I just posted that disgusting picture in the PDF of this abomination. Anyway, James goes on to say, people need to stop believing in things, um, believing in that sons of Seth theory. Uh, where they believe the godly sons of Seth came and saw the daughters of men, and they that was who they were talking about, Genesis 6-4, and they produced them giants. How that happens, I don't quite get it. <laughs> it just doesn't even make it. And then you have afterward, were they also godly sons of Seth? They created all of the Rephaim, you know, Og of Bashan, and all of the ones that were in the promised land, all these giant races that said that when the spies came back, the, the Israeli spies, they said that we were as grasshoppers in their sight. Was that the sons of Seth too? Oh, was it so bad? These sons of Seth made it so bad on the earth that man's thoughts were only evil continually and they corrupted the whole earth so much so that God had to wipe the whole planet out with a worldwide flood in order to cleanse it of both animal and humans? Because the sons of Seth were so wicked and evil? No, the Bible says the sons of God. And if you look at that term in the Bible, how it is used in the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew, okay? And there was hundreds of years separated. And then you have the New Testament written in Greek. The term sons of God in the Old Testament is only ever referring to angels. Just do a keyword search. It occurs like five times, five or six times. You go into Job. And you go into Genesis 6, 4, or 6. Sons of God saw the daughters of men. They were different. They were the sons of God. They saw the daughters of men. They, they made that delineation that they were fair. They chose them wise all that they chose. And in those days were giants. Okay? When the sons of God went into the daughters of men, basically, and they bare them children. Well, these were the giants. These were the Nephilim. Okay? So the, there was no sons of Seth in here. It doesn't even make sense. I did a whole teaching on this, okay? And it's entitled, Nephilim, Sons of God, Fallen Angels, Demons, Evil Spirits, Tartaros, Sons of Seth, etc., etc. I did a part one and two teaching on September 5th, 2011. I take you biblically through all of this. It's really simple. It's not complex at all to prove this, that the sons of God, in reference in the Old Testament, were not the sons of God in the New Testament. Where we're referred to as born-again believers of sons of God. And if it was the sons of God in the Old Testament and it was referenced to some good thing, why would it produce such a wicked, evil offspring like giants that defile the whole earth? What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. And then the Bible talks about it clearly in the New Testament where it says, and the angels which left their first estate and went after strange flesh. When did that happen? Genesis 6. It says it clearly in the in the New Testament. Like Sodom and Gomorrah going after strange flesh are set forth as examples suffering the vengeance of eternal hellfire. The angels left their first estate. They fell. And they went after strange flesh. To, a, to an angel, a woman was off limits. That was strange flesh. It's like when a man goes after a man. That's strange flesh. It's an abomination of the Lord and it'll give you a one-way ticket to hell. Most of the time. I mean, I'm not saying gay people can't ever be saved. I'm not saying that. I have listeners that, okay, and, and praise God for that. I'm just saying. Most of the time, though, that's what happens. So I did a whole study here. I've done many, but this is the most recent one I've done. 
and um, how a lot of this Sons of Seth theory actually came into the modern day cemetery training of brainwashing. It's too too heavy duty of a subject for the seminaries to, to get into. And this is why we have a legion of preachers that teach this stuff. The foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If that's what they've been taught in seminary, that's what they're going to believe. It's their foundation. So I thank God I didn't go to one. Anyway, so let's go further here. So I'll give you the teachings there. And if you don't want to, you just, just click in Seth in the keyword search box at contendingfordirt.com. You can listen to it right there. You don't even have to reference the PDF. Then I did a teaching entitled Strong Delusion, ETs, Aliens, UFOs, Nephilim, and the Grenada Treaty. And I'm going to get into what the Grenada Treaty is right here, but it might be something you want to check out. Um, Matthew 24, 38, and Luke 17, 26 says, As it was in the days of Noe, or Noah, so shall it be in, also in the days of the Son of Man. What is the significance of this statement, and how does it relate to the Nephilim UFO or alien agenda? The epic flood of Genesis 6 begins with a strange account of the sons of God or the angels in the Old Testament taking wives. Genesis 6, 4 says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, and that was when we get into the promised land and the Rephaim and all the ones the uh, Israelites encountered, um, and also after that, when the sons of God, so in other words, also after that, it was both the same before and after. How did those giants get there? Before and after. When the sons of God came in under the daughters of men and they bare them children under them and the same became mighty men, men of old, men of renown. Well, you say, well, hold on. Weren't like the angels in Genesis 6 punished and, and thrown into Tartarus, a special compartment of hell? Yeah, they were. And that's what I get into in the last teaching. The special compartment of hell for the fallen angels that procreated with women. Well, how do we get the, if those, all those angels were uh, thrown into Tartarus, how do we get the new, new giants in, um, after that? And, and, and um, where they came in and took the promised land, there was giants everywhere. Well, more angels fell. That's how. Simple. Satan conned some more angels, really not too bright angels, kind of probably knowing what happened to the first set of angels. More angels fell. Which bear them giants, just like it says here. And they bear, uh, the sons of God came in under the daughters of men. Again, the term sons of God in the Old Testament only ever refers to angels. Only. It's, and you, you compare scripture with scripture. Old Testament written in Hebrew. New Testament written in Greek and Aramaic. Okay, written long time period between the two. In the Old Testament, that term only referred to angels. And I take you through that in the teaching I did. Anyway, um, sons of God came under the daughters of men. They bear children under them. The same became mighty men of old, men of renown. This is where we get our Greek legends and our, you know, all those legends from. Men of old, men of renown. Jude describes them as angels having left their first estate. Estate means house or abode. These fallen angels came to earth for their own purposes and to corrupt the seed of humanity and ultimately destroy the human civilization so as to negate the biblical statement made below by God himself in Genesis 3, verses 14 through 15, which says, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, in other words, he tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden, 
And he caused her to sin. Because thou hast done this, serpent, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, and upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity, which means war, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, the serpent's seed, and her seed, humanity. It shall bruise thy head. Now that was fulfilled when Jesus Christ bruised the head of Satan on the cross by defeating Satan and taking the keys of the underworld basically from him. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. They were trying to, to, to prevent that prophecy from ever being fulfilled. And if the sons of God could have wiped out the human seed line and corrupted the DNA of the human seed line, and they almost did it in Genesis 6, save eight people on the ark and the, and the animals that were still non-corrupted, their DNA, he came that close to doing it. But God's always way ahead of Satan. So that was, that's the whole thing. And then there's a teaching I did, UFO, aliens, fallen angels, Nephilim in the days of Noah. Then the return of the Nephilim, Hollywood preparing the way. This is an oldie but a goodie. August 6, 2006. It's going to be getting close to, well, I hope we make it to next year, but, you know, 10 years here. In this teaching, we will be looking at two shows that debuted in the summer of 2006 on ABC Family, a new kind of family as they say, a new kind of debauched, evil, defiled family. They're scheduled for their second season very soon. The first show was entitled The Fallen. Unbelievably, this, sh the show, this show is a poster boy for promoting fallen angels and their offspring with humans, which is described in Genesis 6 or Noah's days as giants, mighty men of old, which were men of renown. Matthew 24, 37 says, But as in the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of Son of Man be. So we... As the human race, so are we as the human race being set up to accept what the Bible clearly predicted would happen? We're, will we look at how, we will look at how these TV shows mingle truth with lies in order to deceive the masses. Remember the Lord said he would send strong delusion in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2.11. The second show we will discuss is called Kyle XY, which focuses on a teenage boy who was created via genetic manipulation slash cloning and has supernatural abilities and powers. So all of this stuff is commingled. And this is just two shows back in like 2006 that were brainwashing people. Then we have my teaching called Subterranean Secrets Revealed, Underground Bases, and the Nephilim Parts 1 and 2. I'll give you the links to those. Nice, lighthearted, whimsical little teachings we're doing. Now, let's delve back further into the whole whistleblower um, stuff that we're seeing now regarding disclosure. Here, this report from Exopolitics is entitled, NASA Predicts Eminent Discovery of Alien Life. The Hidden Exopolitics Agenda. On Tuesday, Dr. John Grunsfield, head of NASA's Science Mission Directorate, and this is NASA, told the House Science, Technology, and Space Committee that extraterrestrial life is on the verge of being discovered. Now, here we've got NASA saying it. We've got the Pope saying it. We've got the UN saying it. We've got them all promoting this. We've got whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork. We've got some of the most fantastic like, I shouldn't say fantastic because that implies good, but the most 
compelling UFO sightings I've ever seen on planet Earth taking place in the last few months and all of the other things that we, we've mentioned that we are going to mention. And now NASA's coming out saying that we're on the verge of discovering extraterrestrial life. Was his discovery prediction merely a pitch for more funding based on recent scientific dis discoveries? Or is there a deeper exopolitics, meaning extraterrestrial politics, agenda at play concerning the imminent disclosure of, of extraterrestrial life? Grunsfeld told the House Committee, are we alone? Many, many people on planet Earth want to know. We are on the cusp of being able to answer that question. NASA's recent scientific discoveries and bold predictions by Grunsfeld um, and other NASA officials lead to the conclusion that the public is being prepared for the imminent discovery of extraterrestrial life. Beginning in March of 2015, there was an alleged meeting on the moon. Now, okay, I'm not saying I agree with all this. I'm not saying it happened. I'm saying this is what they're saying. There was an alleged meeting on the moon involving up to 70 private individuals along with about 120 officials representing different uh, secret space programs and national governments who heard plans about disclosing the existence of extraterrestrial life on Earth. Now, from my research, what I've seen is that there is a base on the backside of the dark side of the moon and that I have heard this from multiple umpteen sources that this is the case, that this is a place that's considered like a neutral territory for a lot of these different factions to meet, and that they will go there and they will have meetings there. Now, I'm not saying it's true, but I'm saying that's what they're saying, and I've heard it from multiple sources over the years. The meeting was addressed by an eight-foot-tall extraterrestrial who belonged to the alien race called Blue Avions. That is part of the alliance called the Spear Bean Alliance. Now, <clears throat> again, I'm not saying I believe that, okay? I'm not. I'm not putting my rubber stamp of approval on it. I'm saying this is what they're going to say, and what I'm telling you is when disclosure happens, it's going to be far worse than what I'm saying today. And I don't want you to hear it there first. I would rather you hear it here first so that we can try to filter this biblically, Okay? Here is an illustration of a blue avion that appeared on stage in the secret meeting held on the moon in March of 2015. Here's a little picture of him. So, um, looks like he's given the little uh, little peace sign there, looks like. Anyway, um, the Spear Bean Alliance is allegedly intent on helping bring about full disclosure of extraterrestrial life. Well, of course they want to bring about disclosure of these supposed alien entities, which are nothing but devils disguised in these various forms that they're presenting themselves. Of course they want that, because they want to have, quote, integration with humanity so they can defile our race and control us and be our gods. Of course they want that. Two of the individuals that attended the secret moon meeting have revealed themselves to varying extents. Corey Good publicly revealed himself in early April. <clears throat> the second individual, a military officer who uses the pseudonym Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez, more recently allowed summaries of two secret space program meetings he attended in June to be released. Okay, so continuing, uh, Good, Goods and Gonzalez's testimonies suggest that public officials at NASA uh, and the secret space agency and other national space programs have been advised that plans are quickly advancing behind the scenes to disclose to the general public the truth about extraterrestrial life. 
So I'm just telling you what they're saying. Okay? This isn't what I'm saying or I'm speculating. This is what the Vatican's saying. This is what Nassau's saying. This is what the Vatican's theologians are saying. This is what these whistleblowers are saying. This is what we're hearing from different factions of our government. I, I got into some of that in the previous teaching I'd done. <clears throat> Ex-astro- ex-astronauts as well. In order to better prepare the world for the physiological and psychological shock of discovering that extraterrestrial life is real and that the government institutions have been withholding this for decades, officials such as Grunsfield are very active in playing up the imminent nature of a discovery of extraterrestrial life. This agency suggests that any NASA announcement about the discovery of extraterrestrial life is preparation for further disclosures about when alien life was first discovered, when it was first made, when it first made contact with humanity, and why this vital information was kept secret from the public for decades. <clears throat> so we have that. Now, the Bible says, First Chronicles twelve thirty two, and the children of Ishakar, which were men that had understanding of the times. To know what Israel ought to do. So they were men that had understanding of the times. And because they had that, they knew what they ought to do. This is what we're trying to get here. We're trying to get understanding of the day and times we're living in. Which was very different than the men of Ishakar's days. Okay? But they, they had that understanding of the times, which I think is very important in our day and age when deception is at its peak. Um, <clears throat> I've already read this over. It's the Second Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12. And again, let no man deceive you by any means. That day shall not come, meaning our gathering together unto Jesus Christ, except there come a falling away, first the apostasy, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This is all about the Antichrist being revealed and, and the falling away of the church and um, all of that. And the, the wicked is going to come working, he's going to come after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned to have believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's, that's where we're at. Matthew 24, 24, Jesus said, for there, for there shall arise, and this is regarding the end times, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Hebrews 12, 24 through 29 says, And Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of <clears throat> sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, meaning it's a better covenant that Jesus has brought to us <clears throat> than Abel bringing a blood sacrifice. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, 
yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. I'm telling you, what we're looking at here is, I really believe, the essence of that great shaking. It is the essence of that strong delusion that God has said he was going to send to weed out the wheat from the chaff, to separate the sheep from the goats, to see who has a real love for the truth. And, is, and, then, and who, who has built their rock on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, as opposed to on sand. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. That's pretty scary stuff. We're to serve God with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. He's not playing around. And he's, he's sending the shaking. Matthew 24, 3-8 <clears throat> And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us what shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world. Okay, so the disciples were essentially asking him about the day and time we're living in or moving into or close to. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. So deception is going to be the earmark for the time, day and time we're living in. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13 Word wax means to grow. <clears throat> He said, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Could that be like the false Sananda Emmanuel, the Master Jesus that's coming back soon as one of the ascended masters to unite all of the, quote, Christian religions under the banner of, of the uh, Catholic Church? Probably. I, I would say he'd be the, the forerunner to a false Christ. <clears throat> And ye shall, hear of war, ye, ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, hearing a lot of that. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So unfortunately, we're just getting a little bit cranked up. compared to what's ahead. Now, let's go further. And I wanted to interject that scripture in there because I always want to make sure we're coming back to the word of God, not like going off into left field and, oh, yeah, wow, this is great. It's interesting. Okay, let's get it back to the word of God. Let's, let's filter all this through a biblical lens. This is why I'm going to be narrating this next part. This is a long part, and actually I'm going to have to start stop um, the part we're in right now to go to part, um, looks like part five. <clears throat> and um, we will see you in part five. God bless you.